0: This is the Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast.
1: The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Let's go nuts! It's Jimmy Nuts! Five out of the car! With
0: your host, Mark Martinez. Remember, just because you're trash doesn't mean you can't do great things. And the English professor
2: called a garbage can
0: not a garbage cannot hey this is former wwe superstar duke the dumpster Drosy, and you are listening to the can crushers podcast
1: Welcome to
0: another edition of Can Crushers. I am your host with no huge beginning this week because I couldn't think of anything. Mark Martinez in studio once again with me is Chad, the guru. And in Pittsburgh hanging out is the English professor. Guys, how in the hell are we?
1: It is a warm, different week. Yeah, it's uh, weather's warm back up, sweating like a whore in church. Yeah, it's one of those couple of last couple of days. That's how we go this show. <laughs>
2: His
0: metaphors are amazing. So, I'm uh, drinking. Drinking as as on Tap right now. I tried a new seltzers this week, uh, The Empire. Right now I'm drinking Cloudberry. I don't know what the hell a Cloudberry is. So if anybody wants to look that up, great. We also have the The hottest trending beer right now, the Bushlight Apple. I drank about
1: six of those last night and liked them. What's your thoughts on those? Those are pretty good. Um, like I said, I gotta usually get in the mood for a beer, but that that's got a good flavor, not overpowering, either way. And you're still in your lane. Yeah,
2: case lasts me a long time. I think that might have been a simile Chad used. By the way, I think I said metaphor, but I meant simile because he used like. Oh, yeah.
1: My mistake, everybody. He's correcting himself. He is. She is.
0: So, a a couple huge news is going on right now. I have and I found someone that is a note to people. The logo is going to be changing. There's going to be a change in the logo. So, I found somebody. I don't want to say who it is until we do the big reveal. You guys know him. He's pretty cool. He's a fucking lunatic in the ring. I'll leave it at that. Um, oh. So he's doing a little something for Can Crushers, and what was the other thing, Chad? Did I have another thing? I don't. I, I don't know. So. it's just the way it is. Yeah. No. No. Nothing no. yet. No. Not yet. I can't say the other one yet. But uh, logo, new logo coming, and uh, which means altogether new format. But it's gonna take time. It's gonna take time, guys. Let's talk about real quick what's going on uh pretty much as we record um iwc happened earlier today imagine wrestling happened legit right now uh didn't see any spoilers on iwc we'll touch on that next week imagine again we'll touch on that next week as well both of them were shut down for a minute again with the whole covid and then uh just find a way to
1: finagle to do something outside i'm curious how it's going to come out with with the heat and everything like that that hope everybody makes it all right and nobody gets sick heat stroke or something like that from it. yeah, that would be my worry.
2: yeah, it's gonna be an old school summer card um, dead of summer wrestling outside.
1: yeah, that's
0: rough. That's it yeah. lots of water and uh, maybe a little bit on the shorter run the matches. we uh will have our predictions for tonight's uh, horror show extreme rules at the end when we cover. Our five minutes of WWE, but we'll still do predictions. We'll uh, let you know what's going on in some of these matches. Spoiler, I think there's going to be a couple cinematic matches in that pay-per-view. But, nonetheless, I digress.
1: Yeah, Strowman's was shot last week. Yeah. I did see see that. Do you think they really went to a swamp? I don't know. That house that they were in before when they were shooting their stuff as a Wyatt family, that was some creepy deliverance backwoods. Banjo playing shit there. And maybe they went back there. I just want to see him feed them to the alligators. All right, wait. Stop predicting. That's a prediction. You no, That's a I didn't say who's going to win the match. Oh, all right. So
0: let's switch it up and start with NXT this week. Who watched NXT? Everybody. I thought it was great.
2: Yeah. That was my favorite show of the week.
0: Listen to you already. All right. Yep, and... I'm just
2: jumping right ahead. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Sorry.
0: NXT, Keith Lee comes out. And I love that they gave Keith Lee this time, but it just went a little long. Uh, I love that he made reference to Tim Brooks, and he says he wants to give everybody he's had a fight with before a match, and Dijak is kind of the number one guy. Let's defend these titles. Duh, 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 duh. I just think it he could have said it in five minutes, not 15.
2: It was long. Holy cow. And it grew tedious after a while. It really did. I like the guy, and I'm glad he's got both belts. But, whew, yeah, this opening segment was too much.
1: Yeah, the length, again, I, uh, with the writers being involved in that, I've seen a lot of chatter, people bitching, same thing, that that wasn't him, that was the writers giving it to him. And he just is so... I don't want to say eloquent in his speaking, but he's very, very good at speaking. He just, I would have liked to have seen some, you know, more emotion, more. He's a badass. He's a big badass. I would have liked to have seen a little bit bit more of that. But overall, I mean, he did really well speaking. And I think him and Dijak there. If you've watched any of their matches before, oh my god! Oh, yeah. they beat the shit out of each other. They're some of the most physical matches I've seen in a while, in probably twenty plus years. Uh, first match actually
0: on the card—it's um, a grudge match. Uh, WWE had grudge match mania this weekend, and it was Damian Priest, still Punishment Martinez to me against Cameron Grimes. Priest gets the win in a so-so match. Um, what I brought up, and I posted it Thursday on Facebook, did you see at the end of the match, um, Grimes just <laughs> grabbed a little bit of the nuts? Just as to tap him and say, it's one of, the, one of the moves when you say, hey, I'm okay, I didn't get hurt or anything, and he was letting priests know, but he tapped him right in the nuts. Did you see that? Ah, uh, no, I missed
1: it. Oh, That's my funny. God. Oh, my God. It looked like, it looked like he was doing a freaking... Uh, what the hell do you call it? a reach around. No, well, that too, but oh, the, the shit when you'd send a telegraph, how you tap it. Oh, that's fucking what it looked like he was doing. I was like, I was like what the hell? Maybe that's what he was doing. Maybe that's what he was, what he was SOS and on his nuts. He, did, I he should have kind of, uh, I, you know, okay, ass cheek, something like that. Yeah, I'm okay. I mean, the tweak and Giggle Bears got some love in that match. Really did.
2: Really did. Did he miss? What Like, did he go for something else and missed,
0: or what happened? I, I think it was just so fast, just as the pin was happening, he landed on him, and he was like, all right, I'm all right. And it was just, tink, tink, hey. tink, tink, tink. <laughs> yeah. Just going balls wild. That's it. I thought it was a good match.
2: It was a good um, match. I thought it had the start of, like, a quick squash, and it was something that kind of got away from Damian Priest pretty quickly. But he recovered. I, I thought it told a great story. Good, good match. Way to get the show started.
1: Yeah, I've always uh, I've liked him since he was in Ring of Honor, and uh, he he's an amazing athlete. I wish they I hope they do more. I hope they bring him up more because he can get up there do the some of the aerial stuff that the bigger guys can't or that a lot of big guys can't. And I'm a fan of. Cameron Grimes, Trevor Lee Trevor
0: Lee did a super indie at IWC one time he's a great worker, he really is, I just I don't know, he just needs something else uh, maybe a, a switch of characters or something, but um, his in-ring work is great,
1: he really is reminds me of Dennis Condry wow um, I, Yeah, a bigger, I see a bigger Dennis Condry he reminds me of a bigger Dennis Condry he doesn't his moves have a purpose. He's not doing flip shit and stuff that doesn't make sense. We'll get to that. Uh, next up on the card is Shotzi
0: Blackheart. And she's going to take on Indy Hartwell. And I don't know. I, I don't like the way they've been using Shotzi since she's made it the NXT. I, I love Shotzi in Rise and when she was in IWC uh, for a brief moment. My son's a Shotzi fan, and that's why I'm pulling for her. I just I don't think they're using her right in NXT. She takes a loss uh, because the Robert Stone brand gets involved, and I still love that. I love the Robert Stone brand, and maybe Shotzi needs to go with them. I was
2: surprised by the ending. It it, it shocked me. Um, I am okay with NXT giving us endings. With things that could have ended a match maybe, you know, years ago, we're still getting better athleticism than we've ever imagined than we could have imagined back then. Um, But she fell off the top rope. She fell off the top rope and she did a great job. I mean, she got pushed, obviously, but she did a great job selling it with like the wind being knocked out of her. I did not see the match ending that way. Um, I was surprised, but I, I was okay with it, because it was a very good match, start to finish, and it was a little bit different, it was a different finish um, I don't know this is like maybe PJ Walker beating uh, IRS, yeah uh, before he was the man of war or uh, what was he in ECW, Justin Credible yeah, yeah because um, Razor comes out, Razor comes out and and Interferes and costs an IRS to match. No one ever saw him getting rolled up and, and losing. Um, it's just sort of like that. And I, and I was okay with it because the well, match was fine.
1: Who was the one that, in WWE that wore the jock strap on the head? What? The guy that. Yeah. You're Aldo, Ma- Aldo Montoya? Or, yeah. Uh, yeah, the yeah, one that, that, that had it. the jock yeah, That was him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. I'm like yeah. thinking, I I see Justin Credible when he dicked up against. <laughs> uh, the, the sea <laughs> guy where he beat him with a thing and then I picture him with a jockstrap on his head. Yeah, the man of war. The Portuguese man of war to boot.
0: Yeah. Uh, the next segment, I will instantly pass it over to the English professor because I got a text saying how much he loves Lomophilia. So go ahead. Gush. Because oh I, my God. I, I think these guys are amazing. Uh, DJZ fits right in. Joaquin Wilde, whatever the hell you want to call
2: him. Go ahead. Legado Del Del Fantasma? Yeah, close enough. Yeah, what, um, they just, they they exude coolness. Um, And you're right, you're absolutely right. I forgot that for a second that Joaquin Wilde was in that group, and I'm watching, and he's there, and I'm like, oh my God, he fits in perfectly. Um, I know in, in IWC and across the Indies, he was from the Philippines. Supposed to be from the Philippines. I don't know what his real story is. You guys have any idea what his real story is? And when he debuted as Joaquin Wild on NXT, I think he was introduced as being from the Philippines, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, you know, it's wrestling. This can change. So now he's Latino. Right. Um, this is—it's a great faction. I love it. I, and. It was so beautifully wrestling. The acting was
0: as good as it gets in you know, wrestling. Wrestling yet, yeah. It was beautiful. I loved it. Do you think I'll say I'll throw this at both of you uh, because the undisputed era is on their way up. We we everybody knows that it's on. They're on their way up. So they possibly be broken up or whatever. Um, Phantasma cruiserweight champion, fine with that. But do you think they kind of take the role of undisputed era right now because they're they're the the big faction in NXT right now? Uh, the Robert Stone brand is going to be close, but Phantasma is going to take it
1: over. That's going to be hard for him to do because of the... I didn't say compete with the. Undisputed. Oh no, no, no! I'm just saying take you know take a, a even a majority of what the undisputed era had because those guys work. They've known each other for years. They've worked, worked together and that I'd like to see how, how they gel. I think if they do well, as far as that, if they, their matches are good and flowing and they retain the cool factor. And that, I think that they, I think they could get there.
2: Yeah, I agree. I I don't know that you see all three of them with belts. Maybe. Um, I don't think Keith Lee holds both belts uh, for forever. I, I think eventually, maybe see one of these guys at the North American title. Um, but yeah, I think at any point you'll see d- during during the run of this faction, which I think will last a while because they're very cool and, and they have that, the athleticism to get it done in the ring. I think you see any two of the three guys with a belt at some point.
0: Next up, we have Dijak taking on Keith Lee for both titles. And this is where I love them both. I do. Keith Lee's biggest test has been Dijak. I think they pushed this story a little bit too fast here. I would have liked this to be a takeover match or whatever. But we we saw at the end, I mean, uh, Killian Cross or whatever the hell. Killer Cross and uh, Scarlet kind of came out made their... Presence known with something, a broken iPod, or I don't even know what the hell that really was. But nonetheless, uh, we see that Cross is going to get involved real quick uh, with Keith Lee. But I, I would have liked Lee to fight somebody else before Jack because this was a great match. And it was, I don't want to say it was thrown away, but it was thrown
1: away on network television. Yeah, from from one side of it, having it. You know, not not a lot of fanfare, build up, anything like that. You know, they could maybe do a, a tag team, or one comes down to save the other. Lee comes down to save him from an ass beating, and DiJax looking at the titles. I think they should have done more with that. Um, I think maybe the reason that they didn't is because how much more could you have those two do together? that they haven't done already. So it's kind of like half and half on the way they did it.
2: Yeah, I'm going to agree with you more, Mark. I think this was just kind of used up very quickly. I I, I was surprised. Um, Before Keith Lee goes off to another story, this could have been built up a little more. I I was just shocked that his first day as champion, um, he's defending against Dominic when I think they could have built this up just a little more. I, I really do. Um, even the following week, you know, I'm surprised we got it here, even the following week and just do something exactly like what Chad says. Like, you know, he, he's involved in something else and, and Dominic comes out for a save or something and sees both belts. That would make me want to tune in next week. Now you're just kind of one, two, three, it's all done. Um, what next between these guys? And like Chad said, they have done a lot together, but you could have stretched this out at least one more week. Maybe we want to tune in next week. Also, what the hell is going on at the
0: end? What was she doing? Like, that's what I mean. jeez or
2: something? Like, what the hell is? Was
0: what like does anybody have an idea what that was? Was broken because I, I, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I kind once the match was over, I kind of like zipped it, zipped it, zipped it to see what, and then it literally. To me, I, I should have called the sundown. It looked like a broken speaker or something. You know, there was that little like homing device or so. It just looked like did he break into his car and you know take his pop socket? His I speaker? I don't know.
1: I, I I think they stole some of rest in peace Vanguard One from AEW. Jesus
0: Christ. <laughs> It's a different universe. It is a different universe.
2: Now, I don't know what she was doing. I don't know what she had there. Yeah. I was confused by that.
0: Either way, she looked good doing whatever she was doing. And next up is stature against Giannetti. Did Di- Giannetti did did Di- 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 Giorno? I don't know. Um, it, was my, no? it was my it was my it was my bathroom break. I don't even know what the hell
1: happened in this match. Chad doesn't either. So even even Vinny went to take a leak during this match, so, yeah.
2: So, Thatcher, this guy, his gimmick is that he's a wrestling trainer?
1: Yeah. Is it?
2: I love it. Okay. I, I love this. I love the promo before. It was kind of like, you know, a la Stu Hart. You get your hand, and you he, like, ah! And he's screaming, and, and I loved
0: it. I, I love and He it. That
2: was a quick class.
0: It was. He
2: just dismisses it. All right. that's how you do this. Okay, go home and try it. Um, guys go back and watch it it was really good the commentary did a great job by the way Beth Phoenix is top notch on NXT but they talked about the difference in styles between the one guy DiGiorno, or whatever you said Mark being uh, Greco Papa John's <laughs> Papa John Greco Roman and uh, Thatcher being um, more of a submission style wrestler but that the uh, foundation of this business is the catch-as-catch-can. So it was a great little history lesson. They did a nice job. They did. It was a good, solid, quick match that got Thatcher over with the submission. And then he beat on the guy afterwards and got him in submission again. Uh, he's ruthless. I, I love this gimmick. I can't believe in the, the 40 years we've been watching, no one ever thought to have a character who is like a Vern Gagne or or Stu Hart trainer type thing.
0: The next matchup is really why I watched NXT this week. I was excited. (laughs) Io Shirai against Tegan Knox for the title. My God, I was legit on the edge of my seat for this match. I was pulling for Tegan. I thought, Tegan's going to get it. They're going to run with this, you know, celebratory uh, underdog comeback story. I'm like, Holy shit, they've built up EO for six, seven months against everybody. She's only going to have a one-off. Oh, she doesn't. She does beat Tegan. It was a great match. But let's talk about the match, and we'll talk about what happened after, which has me even more excited.
2: Uh, brilliant. Well, what else can you say? This told an awesome story. Tegan Knox wants to take that next step. She doesn't want to be the underdog anymore. She doesn't want, you know, people liking her because she's a great story. She wants fans to respect her for what she gets done in the ring. But if you watch this match, the whole match was her wrestling as an underdog. It seemed like no matter what she did, Io Shirai had an answer for it and it was brilliant. Now there were moments where she really had the upper hand. Um, just a great match start to finish great athleticism very very good storytelling really enjoyable really really enjoyable both talented women
1: yeah i think they they really shined as far as their uh ability to tell a story um that stuff not looking out of place selling stuff uh they were pretty stiff they were really That's stiff um yep. for yep. and in That's kind of where they're getting more, starting to get more, a lot more respect. Is they're looking, and I I mean, no disrespect to women wrestlers, but they're starting to look like male wrestlers in their physicality and that it's not things that don't connect, you know, their forearms that they pull out of their ass up over their head down their one arm and hit the barely hit the person with that's that's the body slam suplex that i hate so yes i agree with that that's they're they're really showing their talent and you know if vince and triple h don't showcase them um coming out of this pandemic and stuff like that they're they're making a huge mistake.
0: Well, rumors are that there's going to be another Evolution pay-per-view, and I think it's needed. I, I really do, um, because of what you just said, that they need to be showcased more. We tote the flag here on Can Crushers that I'm sure the three of us would watch a two-hour show of, of women wrestling. I I would. I, I, I don't want to speak for
1: you, but I would, because I know that yeah, they can put on a great show if I knew that they were gonna have let AJ Styles wrestle the way AJ does let Seth wrestle the way he can not the most bullshit I could I'd be more inclined to watch the guys just because I know them longer or I've you know watched them longer but the girls right now are WWE on, yeah they' that's kind of the only reason um, we, now we've been saying that for two years. It's, you know, other than this was the first week that I actually watched a little bit of uh, SmackDown to see other than uh, a female match. And that... We'll get there. We'll get there.
0: That just shows you. At the end, Io, as we said, got the win. She was leaving, so she's holding her title up as Tegan's in the ring looking at her. And out of nowhere... Guys, you've heard me... I, I've loved her since she was uh, the head of Team Kick, and now she's the badass of Team Kick. Dakota Kai comes in, and if Io doesn't have a concussion, I don't know what because Kai connects a straight foot to the face, and that's how NXT ends. And yes, yes, I'm okay with either Knox. Well, I want Knox to have it because then Dakota's already building his a is a what the hell a, a, a opponent or vice versa either one but man yeah i'm in one of these two niche she um it was like kickoff holy
2: cow i mean she punted her head that was an awesome ending to a very good show and i'm trying to remember uh dakota kai Turned on Tegan Knox, right? Remember, At she beat the her days. ass in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was thinking, who specifically was left in the cage when Dakota Kai came out? It was Tegan Knox. Yeah, and she beat the piss out of her and then left her team. Yeah. So what a great story that is, you know, to throw this this other person into the mix. Great show. I'm excited to tune in to see what comes of that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I think NXT was. The best show by far this but, week. Uh, I'll throw it out there. Not by the
0: numbers. AEW won by the numbers. And we bring up the numbers just so you know. Um, I've read a couple people this week. Say, oh, numbers. Da, 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 and Jericho actually points fingers at numbers right. uh, here on AEW. As we transition over to Fight for Fallen, um, right off the bat, JR actually didn't know it was Fight for Fallen. He called it Fighter Fest Part 2 again. And it was live. Um... No Tony Schiavone, so Taz steps in for the first hour, Jericho step in for the second hour, and we'll get there. <laughs> um this was this was good. This was this was good. NXT, I think, in my book did win because of the two main events with Keith Lee and Die Jack and then uh, uh Knox and EO. But yes, th- right, yeah. this was good. It starts off with Cody against Sonny Kiss. Cody's pompous. Cody's very pompous in this match, guys.
1: Are we, are we seeing a heel turn are we seeing a slow heel Burn. turn um, I kind of like his aggressive attitude being a little bit more of a, a dick I think it kind of suits him more I've, I'm sorry I mean he can play the you know hug the baby kiss the baby type good guy but he just has more of the arrogant look to him and that's just me
2: yeah, it would be a nice change of pace, a good twist where, you know, I've mentioned on the show, how in the world is Art Anderson, his coach, when you go back and you look at Art and Dusty and Art and Dustin. Um, so maybe you, you're thinking, well, here comes the third strike. But the twist in this story might be that Cody's like, yeah, I don't need this guy anymore or, or worse, does something to hurt Art Anderson on his way to to, to being solo. I wonder where his brother and his wife come into this because there's still I mean we'll get to their match later, but there's still really goody goody two shoes in all this, which I liked his wife better when she was bad. But um, you know, where do they where do they line up? Um, and where would Arn Anderson go next? So yeah, that, that part of it is um, is interesting to me. Right. Um go ahead, Mark, your thoughts or chat which, whichever one of you. And then let, let's talk about this match for a minute.
0: Yeah. Arn says to Cody at one point when he's outside the ring, and I'm shocked that they left it on air. Um, he's like, you need to get the, your head out of your ass. And they let that go. They're like, you need to get your head out of your ass. I, I thought maybe they'd bleep it. Or, but thank God we're in a new world where ass is not believable. Yeah. Good. I'm all right. But I, I like that spot. Um, Cody doing some different moves in the match. Comparative to what he's always done. Good. Nothing against Sunny Kiss, but he wasn't there yet. He wasn't there yet because, uh, I'll let John go, um, it was a rough match in my book.
2: Yeah. Um, just very quickly, not really. But to, to share. <sighs> Nothing's quick with you. Nothing's quick with me, but a little bit of of maybe wrestling history here in in my perspective. I'm a proud wrestling fan, guys. I really am. I'm proud of the leaps and bounds wrestling has made. When you look at women's wrestling years ago, if you take Wendy Richter out of the equation in the 80s, maybe Sherry in the late 80s and 90s, it it was one notch above the midgets. Um, If you
1: (laughs) If you if and we'll get out, them that <laughs> above the get yeah. it yeah good, good one
2: thank you thank you if you take back China and Lita and Trish the 90s you know was just eye candy but that's changed and that's great um I have always been the sort of person who um, you know I, I I've tried to politically correct I don't have I didn't have a best man at my wedding I had best men because I didn't want one of my brothers to feel badly. I give all of my baseball players a trophy. I am that guy, full disclosure. And I am proud that AEW has an African-American trans wrestler. I think it's great. And th- this right here is a shoot. Mark, you know, I was going to mention this. We um, we had a bit of a relationship with Asylum. It, it maybe went a little sour, but, and I'm always going to stick up for my buddy Mark. But what we saw there was really good. We saw some intergender wrestling, and it wasn't just Asylum, but we saw some intergender wrestling in Asylum that was really believable. And then if you guys that aren't familiar with that brand, think of King Kong Bundy versus Wendy Richter, and it's believable. So I'm all, I've i always been proud to be a wrestling fan, and I'm proud of the strides they've taken. I want to like Sonny Kiss. I want to like a transgender wrestling. match Is terrible. All of that, just to let you guys know, this match was bad. This was this was like Michael Jackson in an interview where he says, you're counting the dance moves and it's not coming from your heart. Maybe it just needs polish. I don't know, because I'm sure it isn't easy, guys. But this was just a lot of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7. Then I kick and turn to the left. It was so so choreographed. I hated it. I, I just got so fed up with it after a while. I'm so sorry. I want to like the guy. I just got really
1: fed up with it after a while. I I agree with you guys. It it was just choppy. Um, I I don't know how else to put it. It, it was a bad match. Uh, I don't think he's on the level.
0: Uh, Cody so, kiss. No. Yeah.
1: Um, not even near Cody's level. I don't think in this type of match he should have I don't know I just don't think he should have been there um, I think he's somebody that has a shitload of potential um, but I think they need to bring him up through tag team Yeah. more before they take him into singles I, I will say AEW's Always
0: said records matter. This, that, and the other thing. Uh, spin it this way. He's six and nine. Six and nine, and he gets the second best title in uh, AEW. He gets a title shot. So it's a good point. That that's where uh, my beef lies. Um, yeah, uh, he uh, he didn't uh, on record wise. He didn't deserve it. Uh, whatever. It's an open challenge. We'll move on. Uh, the Lucha Brothers drive the but are, are driven to the ring by the Butcher and the blade in FTR's truck. Uh, I love that. Uh, they're going to take on FTR. It was a good match. The, a mask gets removed. Um, afterwards tells more of the story. Uh, it wasn't, it was flippy, but not as flippy as I thought because FTR kind of held the luchas down, you know, a, a little bit. But the Luchas get the win. Right.
1: I I think FTR was just like every every time Lucha started doing all their flipping around shit, they'd just like grab them and smack them down. Like, it, would you st-
0: stay on the fucking mat? And I like John said this because when we met him at WrestleRex and everything, I love the Lucha Brothers. I do. They they do enough flips that they get this forty three year old fat guy to say, oh, that was cool. They're not the young bucks are ricochet that to get to a fucking headlock, you don't need to do a somersault and they're not there. I I agree
2: wholeheartedly. It's just enough that it's entertaining. They have hand signals, which is very nineties and very cool. This was a match between two capable teams. They did a really nice job. I love tag team wrestling. I think AEW has, has, um the best tag team division um while we're talking about these guys mark you posted a story that ftr might uh be moving on already i think it's a bit of a work i think they do want to work in a few places and probably have the liberty to do so is what that really is
0: yeah i think so too but it was it's uh, it was noteworthy Yeah, yeah, no, it was a fun story. But I I think AEW is going to allow them to go to New Japan, and we'll touch on another organization in a little bit, that uh, I think if they want to go there or when they come back around, I think AEW understands, hey, we're going to run it as a goddamn territory. And I think it sells as a territory, at least us. uh, Us three, if nobody else, if they're going to
1: put on their federation for us three, they win. I think they're doing it right. I I you know what? I, I love Jim Cornette and I he just, you know, he's on AEW except for MJF and Cody. He's on AEW's ass like a diaper every freaking week. He's just riding them and riding them. As much as I love him, he we're not going to have ever have the late 70s, 80s wrestling that we had before. It's not going to happen. With kayfabe being destroyed, that takes a lot of that away. Talent-wise, there's some amazing talent. And FTR,
0: they're there. We'll pick up the pace a little bit because holy schmoly on uh, segment number one. Omega comes out bringing beer he gets it dumped on him FDR yes. uh, says go after yourself next up is Jericho he makes his announcement um, we we can't glaze over this though so we're gonna have a if you're just t- tuning in we're gonna have a long episode because of this um he his ratings feel was dead nuts this guy is pulling no punches in wrestling right now and ruling the world.
2: Yeah, he's getting personal and that's great. That is what makes uh, wrestling fun for us fans. Um, and on the flip side of that, I would tell WWE, keep running the dusty promos. NXT, keep running the dusty promos. That just has to twist it in Cody's heart. It's great. It's great for wrestling fans. And then on the flip side of that, tell us how you're winning the ratings war. I love it.
1: This is along what they're doing. Just real quick. This is along the lines of the shit of announcing what Bischoff used to do of announcing the yep. WWE results just to just to be an asshole.
0: It and that's what it is working. It burned him a couple times. It it did yep.
1: but at the same token oh, okay we know you know uh Mick Foley's going to win the championship okay whatever but he's just doing it to be a, they're doing it to be a dick and right now that's kind of what's entertaining is the personal pot shots yep. back and forth
0: uh, Jericho gets orange juice dumped on him. There's going to be a rematch between him and Cassie at some point. Not glazing over that, but... Uh, orange. next glaze? Yeah, orange glaze. Next matchup was the Elite against the Jurassic Express. And that match served no purpose to me. So, I'm all right. You guys can say whatever
1: you want. Uh, I'm, I'm good. I hated this match. It, it was what I thought it was going to be. Yep. But that freaking uh Canadian destroyer Destroyer, that shit was awesome when that little bastard got thrown up and did that shit was awesome again I think this was right along the lines of the FTR match earlier the after after stuff kind of guided this one um anytime that Kenny Omega gets humiliated is great is great um Congratulations, Kenny Omega. You beat up a that four foot golf
0: club, you, by the way. You,
1: that's why I'm doing it. Oh. Congratulations, you beat a four foot, 810 pound soaking wet Sky Low Low of the 2020s. <laughs> Great job. You're the badass. Sky Low Low.
0: Allie and Brandy with Dustin. No QT because, as you've read, QT uh, has been tested for. The COVID is going to take on MJ Jenkins and Kenzie Page. Easy win for the Nightmare Sisters. Um, whatever.
1: The only good thing about you this wanted to match talk was about this challenge, so go
0: ahead.
2: No, well, I mentioned it earlier. I just wondered where Brandy and Dustin fall in all of this. Uh, they kind of have their own story going, but I think at some point it's going to intertwine with. Cody because he's got Art Anderson, and his wife is is managing or, or teaming with or whatever. They're kind of supporting each other. Uh, his brother, so I don't think that's by accident. I think somewhere along the line, this all kind of intertwines. Match was the match was good. I would even say it was it was a good match. I think Brandy's gotten better. There was a point where I even said to you, Mark. Um. She needs to be in Cody's corner, and maybe that's about it. And and when they, I still love when they were cutting everyone's hair. I thought that was great for her. She's better in the ring. She is better in the ring this week.
0: Nyla makes her announcement of who it was, and while I was wrong, I thought Kong was going to come back, and we'd get a uh, Vicky Guerrero. I I thought Vicky was just doing a one-off the other time that she was there, but Vicky's back. But I did like the reference. She threw out to Eddie that Nyla will cheat to win. She's already let everybody know that Nyla is the new Latino heat. Somewhat. Chad is
1: I disgusted. I don't I don't like Vicky Guerrero. I'd never have in any way shape or form. I was watching this and she come out. I was like, "Fucking really? <laughs> Just effing really. Vicky Guerrero. Bring Kong. Bring Tessa. Bring a, a mass Tessa or something. Do something like that. Vicky Guerrero. So, your, Excuse big, me. your big plan to go to the top is Vicky Guerrero. Hey, okay. she was a. She it was couldn't a, have been any worse. She was a
0: general manager at
1: one time. So was that dynamic dude, Johnny Ace, jackass. <laughs> her, go ahead, John.
2: <laughs> uh, Chad said it all. 100% agree. Uh, I was shocked, but not in a good way. I was just like, "Really?" Uh, this just reminded me of Triple H's reaction. He said when he was watching the Horseman's latest edition, and he's like, "Oh my God, they're bringing Tully Blanchard back!" Oh, I bet, I bet Barry Windham jumped or something. It's going to be Barry Windham and Paul Roma comes out, and Triple H is like, "I remember watching, thinking, really, that guy." <laughs> That's kind of how I felt here.
0: We have Mox against Cage for the title. What a brutal match. Um, I I didn't see this. I didn't see this, and I posted another story that kind of goes along with this. Um, I'll get right to it, and you guys just can give everybody's thoughts. Uh, Taz throws in the towel because Mox was just working over that arm that was surgically repaired. So Taz doesn't want his homeboy to get hurt anymore. Does this lead to uh, a mox, uh, I mean, a cage in a Taz uh, breakup real quick?
2: It's a tough question. Um, I know you, you posted a story about that being a possibility. You know, this is something that does make me want to tune in again to see where they go with this. Do they split up? I don't think so. Right. <sighs> Only because you just gave them the FTW belt. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And maybe, I don't know, maybe Gage hits him with the belt and, and keeps it for himself, and I don't know.
1: This it was a great
2: match. It was
1: a great match. Good, brutal yeah, match. Brutal um, you know, we saw Cage at WrestleCade last year. He's, we saw him at IWC as well. Uh, WrestleCade seemed to be, he was more, more physical, more into it. Yeah. Uh, IWC, he was there for a paycheck. Um, good, brutal match. I... I don't see them breaking up. I see this being a way to further the him getting a rematch. Because he can get in Moxley's face or be like, you didn't beat me. This dumb old man threw in right. the towel. You never beat me. I never said anything. I think that's exactly where they, they were going. You. I think, they, need I think you. they I agree with you. Remember, we, we talked about this last week or the week before, where... If Moxley beats him clean, where the hell does he go next? Yeah. If he has a two-three match series, you know, disputed win, then Cage gets a, a disputed win, and then they have a, a maybe a third one in a cage with a top on it, or you know, something like that. I think this is a perfect. I think it's absolutely perfect well. way to go. I
0: think, and they work well together. I mean, this was their fight. Maybe they'll have a match, with my air quotes, down the line. But, yeah. Uh, And then Darby comes out. And this is good because you can get this heat off of both of them for a moment. And then, maybe in a month or so, wrap back around. Because now Cage is fucked off
1: at Darby because he hit him in the face with a skateboard, for the love of Christ. Yeah, that was a good shot. It looked great. great. Well-timed. Even on the replay, slow-motion replay, it looked good. Um... This is all. All three of them are playing into the storyline because this isn't the first time that Darby saved Mox's ass with somebody. So let's say when Cage gets a hold of Darby, he's just you know Beats the beating him like a government mule, as old Jr. would say. Um, We're getting them all in. And tonight. then and then Mox comes in and you know causes a DQ or or something. He's gonna. All three of them are gonna figure in each other's storylines for a while go ahead we're at 45 so go ahead
2: um i just wanted to say like if you're gonna hit somebody in the face with a skateboard make it look that good but afterwards nobody's spitting teeth that's that's really well done um the other thing i'd like to say is while this was a great match and i i hate to use that word and i don't use it lightly i'd like to see a bit more of it kept in the ring, we were reminded how many times the referee is going to let this one go. We could have counted to a hundred by now, but he's going to let it go. Uh, I, I want to see the world championship defended in more of a wrestling match, and not every match has to turn into a, a, a brawl through the stands.
0: That's all. All right, guys, we're going to wrap this section up, and then uh, we'll be back to talk about uh, Night of Champions two. NWA, AWA, Supercard. But before then, we have to wish Al Snow a happy 104th birthday. The owner of OBW and the owner of Collar and Elbow. That's my segue to Collar and Elbow. His birthday was yesterday. He's 104. He's a dolphin trainer. He does so much that it's unbelievable. Plays the harp. Plays the harp. harp. Yep. He he's 104 and he hundred and forty looks that goddamn good, John. What do you think about that? So he was he was like
2: in his eighties or so or pushing eighty when he wrestled Big Boss Man with all the dogs and everything? Yeah. Holy cow. And, and that, that was converted snow.
1: And that was in human years he was eighty years old, not dog years. Not dog years, because, Oh wow. So, wow. so <laughs> yeah. All right, Collar and Elbow, great uh,
0: hats, hoodies, and tees. You go to thecollarandelbow.com, and and when you check out, use Can Crushers, all one word, capital C in Can, capital C in Crushers. You'll get 10% off, and uh, you'll get some sweet merchandise. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about NWA, AWA, Knight of Champions 2. The English professor picked this one.
2: Wrestling a love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and elbow is the brand passion and love for wrestling is the drive i am al snow and this is collar and elbow the
1: wrestling brand this is the professional Braden elliott and you are listening to can crushers wrestling podcast that's a shoot Get the body peg, and
0: we're back on Camp Crushers to talk about Night of Champions 2. But before then, I want to tell everybody: uh, spent about three hours this morning sprucing up the studio, making some stuff look a little bit better. But the big announcement that I have is that Chad rolls into the studio today looking like Ron Garvin, he's got a towel draped over his shoulder and ready to rumble. And just ready to go. Um, I don't know why. He says he was in the woods,
1: but he looks—he looks rough. Yeah, man, I, I look like—I look like shit. You yeah, so, feeling feeling better though after a couple of drinks? My
0: wife actually asked you if you are okay, like, and she felt bad for you. Uh, yeah. She's like. You okay? Wow. Yeah.
1: About uh, five, Kelly five miles in the woods and hiking and that. You know, at my age of 74 or 78 or whatever fuck I am. 84, I think you said. Right. That, that shit's bad. It is bad. AWA, NWA United Champions 2. It started with 10 minutes worth of
0: promos. If anybody wants to touch on them, okay. It was taping the Meadowlands in uh, of course New Jersey. Roughly 12,000 people were there. And when you watch this on Hidden Gems on the WWE Network, there's no commentary. So it's actually like you're in the 25th row or the first row of the upper deck, which is a great view. If it's 25th row on the floor, it would have sucked. So I'll say row number one on the upper deck. It was good. I liked it because I thought I was there. I really did. I didn't have to hear,
1: oh, a, um, or from but, 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 but. I didn't have to hear anybody talking. Isn't it funny when we watch something on TV, we enjoy the commentary, but when you go to an arena or something like that, you don't want to hear shit. You want to hear the match. You don't want to hear people talking on the microphone, anything like that. That blueberry one's really good, by the way.
0: Empire Hard Seltzer Blueberry. How was the Dingleberry one that you the had? The wasn't any good, but then I had... What was the other one I had? The Grapefruit. You hate Grapefruit, so the Grapefruit was good. But All right, I digress. We're, we're getting it all done. Um, John, so tell us why you picked this before we jump into uh, the first couple rough matches. Yeah. Um...
2: The era, the promotions, and because I'm a glutton for punishment. You know, the first thing that they were pushing was Great American Bash 88. It was, bam, the first thing. And I reached out to you, Mark. I said, Mark, we needn't look any further. This is a great card. And you're like, "Ah, it is. It's one of my favorites.
0: It's one of my favorites. I'm not going to lie. It's the first war game, but, but, but yeah.
2: Yeah, but, you know, like you're like, dig a little deeper. Okay, so I said, there are a lot of hidden gems as far as, like, individual matches. You want to pick six, kind of like um, the videotape we did a couple of times, where it's presented as all one card, but they were from different eras and stuff. Um, Do we want to do that? And you said, yeah, maybe maybe that's an idea. And then I found the NWA versus AWA. And this is what I mean by I'm a glutton for punishment. We know by now, nothing ever <laughs> changes hands between promotions and rarely even within promotions. This was a little different, as we'll see at the end, but ultimately, it, it was same idea.
0: We've covered these cross-promotion cards before. It, it was the same idea. Guys, don't forget, by the way, this segment next week will be uh, Ask Can Crushers Part 3, Trace whatever we want to call it. Uh, I have about 10 questions in already. We're going to probably cap it at 20 this time because we always run long, so get some in. I know this last week is always a free-for-all to get some in, and uh, I, again, they're great. Guys, I don't know how we don't touch on some of these questions that people ask us because we're such nerds and love the wrestling business for what it is, but some of these questions, I'm like, oh, why did, why have we talked about that already? And Mickey Mouse is here, by the way. Um, None, nonetheless, nonetheless, uh, first match on the card is Rugged Ron Bass against J.J. Dillon. Ugh, this, uh, we're just going to go right off the bat. We're going to break it down. What a rough opener. What a rough opener. J.J. Uh, hit a lot and Bass gets a claw and gets a win. Okay, quick question.
2: When we covered one of these pay-per-views, one of these cards, wasn't there a situation where Ron Bass tried to get 5 minutes in the ring with JJ Dillon
1: against Black Bart, I think? Against was. Black
2: Bart. Yes. Yes. So I wonder if this was after that. It see this was December 1985, and I'm trying to remember when the other card was that we covered. Might have been after this. I don't know. Nevertheless, apparently Ron Bass had something going with JJ Dillon I was okay with this as an opener. It's everything you say it was, Mark. JJJ Dillon was an accomplished athlete with a great look who fell into a manager role. And he has said his best match was against some squash guy right before the Great American Bash because he knew he was teaming up with the horseman in the cage. He said I did my I had my best match because I wrestled like a manager. So he tried to do Tully Blanchard snap suplex and fell on his ass with the horsemen are clapping for him like it was the greatest move ever. This was kind of the idea. He, he's a manager against freaking outlaw
0: Ron Bass. He got his ass whipped one, two, three matches over.
1: Yeah, I was glad this match is over. This is. Did you watch this twice, by the way? That was your homework. I watched it once. I did not watch it twice. So you get 50%. Um, well, that's passing these days. In it school. is passing these days. Um, yeah, just kind of brutal, just Further in the under, under card storylines with them,
0: there's a lot of titles on this card, and yeah. I will tell you about the World Midget Championship title that I had no idea existed until Friday at noon. No clue when I watch this that there was a World Midget Championship. Held by little Tokyo of all people. He took on Cowboy Lang. Um, this was a midget match. What more can yep. you say?
2: Probably because he was Japanese and he's, you know, they made him the world champion because it's more exotic. Like, like the champion from Japan is here at the Meadowlands to defend his title. Um, the only thing I'll say about this is. I thought we were just going to get more shenanigans, like we always get. We bite the referee's ass, and they pin the referee, and on and on and on. These guys were good athletes, man. Um, they got the hokiness out of the way, and then I was like, "Holy shit, these guys are—they're they're putting on a match."
1: Yeah, it, it, was, a di- <laughs> it was. I'm just saying, it, it was different than uh, different than your usual, you know, doink the clown, bumbling fool. Midget match and uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't bad It was better than the first match It was better than the first yeah. match I'll
0: give you that uh, Next up was the AWA Women's Championship It was Sherry Martel against Debbie Combs And let me tell you this Because I actually did do a little digging On this match um, Sherry and Debbie were kinda The only regulars On AWA At this time They'd have a, a one off of You know uh, Cheryl would come in, she'd leave again, Kelly would come in, and it was all months apart. And then Sue would come in being the destroyer, take the title away from, you know, uh, Sherry for a week back on ESPN. Sherry would get it the next week, and then you wouldn't see anybody but Debbie Combs for six months. And that's where this was. But this match was unbelievable. There were some big hits, unbelievable shit done early in the women's era that I call it, I know wrestling in women's era lasted way before that, but this is when it actually started to be on a card every so often um, because of Sherry. But Debbie took some brutal hits.
2: Yeah, they both did. Um, These women just, they let it go. They worked stiff. Uh, I think as in most cases, they knew they were on a card with, with all men and they thought, we're going to stand out because we're the only women, but let's stand out by doing something special too. Um, it was a fine match. Um, I guess in the end there, there was some sort of trickery, n- nothing with out, out of the rules, but Debbie went for some sort of finished airplane spin or something and, and Sherry fell on top of her or something to that yeah. effect.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This was them two good wrestlers, not just, you know, the, the typical female, you know, Mola grabbing the hair, throwing you around type deal. This is where they started to come out of that thing, and uh, this just showed the, uh, the greatness that, that was Sherry Martel and underappreciated at that time. The next match, uh, the fans didn't know who the hell to root for, they
0: had no clue. This is when I actually started paying attention to my nuances and stupidness. Um, because I was I, I was getting bored with this, uh, because we're match four and I had no no real take on it yet. Um, the Barbarian with Paul Jones taking on the Universal Champion Carlos Colon. Now let me ask you both, what the <laughs> hell Universal Championship was this? Where, where was Colon at this time? When when did we have a Universal Puerto Championship? Puerto Rico, so they called it. The, I think. The
2: World Wrestling Council out of Puerto Rico, WWC, I, I'm almost positive their major belt was the universal title. Oh, all right. I,
0: you guys, talk amongst yourselves. I can look that up. But again, the fans did not like uh, Carlos Colon. The, the, the Barbarian was getting all the, the, the pomp and circumstances in this match. They loved him. And in fact,
1: when Colon won, the fans were pissed off and they booed. Yeah, this was this was a classic case of a wrestler from a foreign country that was, you know, dare say a god in that country, one step below god in that country, coming to the U.S. and people, you heard of them if you, you the magazines and, and stuff like that. You heard of them, but it's just like Giant Baba was such a huge star in Japan and he comes over here And people were like, eh. That's about about what it was. Yeah, it was like no reaction for him. So they're going to even know the Barbarian being, you know, the Barbarian. um, They're going to root for somebody that they know by by default. I love this Barbarian. I I,
0: I love this Barbarian with Paul Jones and and then when they take on the Legion of Doom later on. I, I love this Barbarian. Barbarian in the WWE was hokey. Go
2: ahead, John. Yeah. Uh, the title was established in 1982 for the WWC and is still running. There's a current champion right now. Who right. is it? So yeah, it, it was... Did you get um, it? Give me a second. It yeah. is, the current champion is Carlito 450. Oh, wow. All right. Orlando Cologne. Orlando, well... I imagine he's related to Carlos Colon. I don't know. I don't know how uh, if that's a common Spanish last name or not. Uh, we need to make. We need to
0: send you down there. We need to send her down there and see. Uh, get some uh, notes to on it. Puerto Rico. This. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. We'll, t- go. we'll take. To the, to the, we'll take. Uh, we'll take our call or elbow money uh, and right. probably in about ten years, send you down and find out what's going on with them.
1: All right, sounds great. Send him down with some Bruiser Brody t-shirts and stuff like that. That'll help.
2: What did you think of this match? It was okay. Like you said, um, the fans were behind the Barbarian. I liked some of the the power moves. Go to what you know, I guess. Um, Carlos Colon was good. I just... uh, I watched this with a critical eye because I wanted... I hadn't seen a lot of his matches, and I wanted to be wowed. I wanted to see what they love about him in Puerto Rico and, and across territories, because he went to different territories. He was his territory's main guy and, and represented it when he traveled. Um, it was okay. It, it was just okay.
0: Barbarian had the best headbutt. I, 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 I will get thrown into the bus from Benoit to a, a ton of others... I love the barbarian's headbutt. He more used it as a missile off the top rope. He didn't. Yes. He didn't yes. jump up and land. He drove his head into you. Even though he missed a lot.
2: This just struck me as two ex- experienced guys without a story to tell, not really agreeing. On anything beforehand, and just kind of saying, Here's some of my good stuff. Okay, well, here's some of my good stuff.
0: All right, let's go see if we can do 10 minutes. Yeah, these he didn't do it for me, unfortunately. These matches all were 10, 20 minute matches. The longest match was probably 18, but most of them were were quick. Here, let's do a rub, shine, heel, face, boom.
1: It, it was for both federations to get. Their stars out there and that was that was the problem that we talked about with the other ones yeah now we know uh, nothing ever really happens on this it's this is for entertainment let the guys shine let some guys get viewed that maybe normally wouldn't that's exactly what this match was uh
0: that's the whole pay-per-view chad
1: uh buddy roberts is going to take on paul ellering in
0: another manager match um I don't know. I This, this was god-awful for me. This, nothing. I thought maybe at the end of this match, when the Road Warriors came out to make the save for Ellering, that they would fight the Freebirds that night. Uh, I didn't know the card. I, I knew nothing of this card rolling into this. I thought, oh, well, the Road Warriors Freebirds didn't happen later on. Spoiler, it doesn't happen. Uh, well...
2: We, we covered another show with the Road Warriors and the Freebirds, and I think that might have been right around this time, too, maybe just before that. Um, I don't know. Was Paul Ellering ever really good in the ring? Um, Buddy Roberts was. Even though Buddy Roberts was supposed to be the member of the Freebirds, who was the little punk, or, you know, the little bitch who just wasn't as tough as the other guys, I can't believe a world where Paul Ellering has his way with Buddy Roberts like that. I just, I can't believe it. And then Buddy Roberts has to resort to dirty tactics like working over the injured neck, which is perfectly legal, um, but it's it's pretty scummy to do. And he ends up getting a DQ win because the Road Warriors interfered. He tore off Ellering's neck brace, um, which they discussed how he got that in the first place, right? Uh, I didn't hear it. I can't remember. Yeah, the Freebirds, I guess, did something to him. I don't know.
1: Yeah, this match was bad. <laughs> that, that's that's a summary of it. Um, just a, a bad, bad showcase. Two guys that really weren't going to have a really good match. Um, and they didn't. And Buddy Roberts, you know, of the Freebirds, you had Michael Hayes was a mouth. Terry Gordy was the muscle, Buddy Roberts was the bitch that everybody smacked around. That's how it always was. Finally, I get engulfed into
0: this pay-per-view or event or whatever the hell we're going to call it because the Rock and Roll Express is going to take on the long riders. Uh, the three of us love the Rock and Roll Express. To this day, what they do, what they've done, da 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 Um, I know for myself and John, haven't seen a lot of Long Rider stuff. Always intrigued what they can do. Uh, This was a great match. And I'll use great. This was a great match. I I loved everything about this match. I I really did. It was uh, fun. And and they let it stew at the end until. They're like, we're not leaving this ring until the Rock and Roll Express comes back. They put the mic down and they left. At least stay
1: there thirty seconds. At yeah. least stay there thirty seconds. That's the only thing. But it was a good match. The the long riders were the Irwins, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Um, Scott and Bill. Yeah. Um, Bill. Bill. Yep. I, I just this was another good opponent for the rock and roll and a good opponent for the Irwins. Um, that just. Four professionals. I mean, I, I can't say anything more. I gushed too much about the rock and roll, but Scott Irwin and uh, that, they were world class. They were mid-south. Um, did a lot of nasty shit with the Von Eriks. Everybody did that was anything in world class, I guess. Um, just a good match overall. Okay, so if I'm not mistaken here, the
2: Long Riders, as you said, Chad, they were all over the place, but they were an AWA team, right? Yeah, at this yes. point, I believe yeah. they were. Yeah. So this was a cross-promotion title match. This was the Rock and Roll Express defending the NWA tag team titles against an AWA team. Um, everything about this match was, was great, guys. Uh, what I love about tag team wrestling, if they needed to double-team Robert Gibson, then you go over and you, you kick or you slap Ricky Morton get him in the ring, and they weren't done with their double-team yet. So you go back and you slap him again and you spit at him. Great great tag team psychology, great roughhousing from the Long Riders, and great athleticism from the Rock and Roll Express. This is the best match of the night. There were a couple that were really good. This is the best one, I think.
0: Did you notice there weren't a lot of titles on the card, though? There, uh, everybody that was a champ didn't actually have their titles. Just just throwing that out there this one actually this one actually uh was the one that caught me by i'm like wait a minute they're they're champs i don't have their titles they didn't have their titles wow yeah
2: you know i wonder none of of them trusted each other none of them yeah you mentioned that it was a couple of promotions there were a few obviously world wrestling council was there too um the midget world championship was there too he, he didn't have his belt
1: right uh Good God! Yeah, I would. What would that yeah, be I would. like a bracelet? Was <laughs> <laughs> a bracelet? You're a okay. dick. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, a Russian death match is next. It's uh, Chris Markov against and Borisukov. Sorry, against the American champion Sergeant Slaughter. The Russians jump them. Um, uh, there's a lot of blood. I, I'll just tell you, it is going to piss off John, and this is the only reason why I wrote this down. Uh there was a little snap foo at the end of the match and Sarge actually wins with a move that has yet to been has been invented yet. Um Sarge wins with uh, Outback Jack's boomerang as he clotheslines Markov in the back of the neck to get the win. Another manager yeah. freaking match. This is a third manager match in a row because Markov has now been a manager in AWA for a while. Um I could have did without this. This was not anything great.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: (laughs) So the one bad thing I want to point out about this, you know, Mark, when we talked to Barry Horowitz and and he talked about MMA and I said, I, I asked him about a top wrist lock and I said, now knowing what you know, Barry, a top wrist lock, the damage that can do, is it unrealistic to hold it for that long? And he goes, no, not at all. Oh, this is professional wrestling. And I agree. It showed wrestlers as superhuman, fighting for that top wrist lock.
0: It's written down. I know and, what he's going to
2: be funny. I'm not trying to be funny here, especially in this day and age. Unfortunately, you can't be funny about this. You can't choke a man that long realistically. Turn
0: my nose. I was
2: gonna strap, right? He had that strap about six minutes around Sarge's neck. That's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. A nerve hold, a chin lock, a front face lock, a a belt looped around his neck for
0: that long. You'd have killed the
2: guy. It's just not realistic.
0: Before Chad goes, I also, this is a Russian death match. So that choke was legal in this match. Right. So why not? both Russians just pummel the shit out of Sarge at one, at one point they're both waiting to be tagged into the match Zukov is waiting outside and then Markov goes outside Just it was a rest for them it was all it was because uh, anything could happen you saw him damn near die from being choked out but nope he needed to be tagged in at one point
1: Wow, this this match. Um, every time I see Boris zukov in that cranium of his, all I can think of is Max Headroom from the commercials. <laughs> uh, and oh, good good gosh, um, the the hanging the hanging was bad. I don't think. Uh, I don't think Jeffrey Epstein was hanging that long. Jesus. So. <laughs> <Jesus>. Oh <Holy cow. laughs> But yeah, that was that was bad. It was like rest hold, rest hold. Okay, I'm gonna hang you for a half an hour. Order a pizza. Come back.
0: We had pizza. Tonight. It was Bye-bye. bad. Um. Next matchup as we're getting the hell away from that is uh, the U.S. title match Magnum T.A. versus Telly Blanchard with the Can Crusher alum Baby Doll. Um, this was a fight, there was maybe six moves in this match. There was more fisticuffs than uh, moves, and I was alright with it. This was a blow-off match between these guys, it had Tully and Magnum. What, what can we say bad about this? You can't,
2: really. This was after the I quit match, where Tully says he never quit, so this was going to settle it in a wrestling match. And we got a clean finish, which had to be really hard for Tully to take because it's a belly to belly suplex, you know, whipped him into the ropes when he came back. And that, that suplex he hit was just textbook. It was, it was poetry. It was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Good fight. Good fight in and out of the ring. You could tell these guys really hated each other. Um, and I I was glad to see something on this card kind of end with no shenanigans. Um, clean win for for Magnum T.A.
1: Yeah, Magnum and Tully, their matches were always incredible because they, they, whether they didn't they did like each other. I mean, they weren't, you know, buddy-buddy friends or whatever, but they were very respectful, but boy, they could bring out the best in each other. And I'll always, I've read this before, you know, when Magnum had his accident was in the hospital tully was the first of the horsemen him and jj being snuck in and seeing magnum and that and you know like tully said nothing had to be said it was a mutual respect without magnum ta there wouldn't be a tully blanchard without tully blanchard there wouldn't be a magnum ta Two quick questions
0: for you guys. Uh, Nothing to do with the match, but another something came out during this match. Did you guys see the lady in the front row that was wearing, like, a woolly mammoth fur the whole event? This thing was huge. This lady must have weighed 115 soaking wet, and she had this white fur coat on, and she was glorified in this match because they were outside a lot. So, she was just right behind them. Head to toe, woolly mammoth uh, uh, fur coat. Clearly, neither one of you did because I'm getting perplexed looks. Nah, I, I watched the match. I'm sorry. Secondly, uh, when they were outside, there was a kid, uh, of course, like Bill Apter was there and other people taking pictures, but there was a kid in the audience that had a Polaroid camera. Um, Outcast would have loved him, shake it like a Polaroid picture. This kid came around to get a picture of Telly and Magnum beating the shit out of each other, and he almost ate shit. <laughs> Somebody must have spilled something, and as he's trying to take a picture, you see his hands up. Again, it's right next to Wooly Mammoth Woman. He slides, and it looks like he's going to look like you, John, eating the, the, the railing around the ring, and he kind of catches himself. Takes a picture, pulls it out, as he's walking back to his seat, he's shaking it, and then, uh... Wow. Yeah. I'm glad he wasn't hurt. Who knows? He could have twisted his ankle. (laughs) Um, Next matchup is the NWA Championship Ric Flair against Dusty. Dusty only weighs 271 pounds of sweet soul in this match. So, is Sweet Soul lighter than normal human weight? Because sure as shit, Dusty weighs more than 271. Yeah. He was always introduced at like
2: 300, 302, 305, something like that. I was surprised to see to hear 271. Sweet Soul, though. Match was... Yeah, that's, that's good. That is your question. Yeah, Sweet Soul, a different uh, unit of measurement than your basic pound.
1: Cajun measurement. Canadian,
2: yeah.
0: yeah, Cajun, not Canadian jackass. Oh, oh. <laughs> all right, whatever. <laughs> um, it's a it's a match. Uh, he wins the title. He loses the title. It gets reversed.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, these guys can't have a bad match, but it was you know Scott Hall says like when he he and Shawn Michaels were working a lot together, it was just I don't know. You know, Secaucus, and they knew what they were going to do. Atlanta, and they knew what they were going to do. Like, let's just bring some of our best stuff into this match. It was entertaining. It was fun, as fun and entertaining as, as Dusty and, and Rick Flair could be. Once again, though, um, Flair goes flying over the top rope after Dick Whirlley got, got hurt. And another referee comes in and counts
0: three. And by the way, then, he's, uh, he's knocked yeah. out. Dead to rights. Yeah. Dead to rights, laying there with people over top of them. All of a sudden, the match starts back up. The Fountain of Youth hits his ass, and he rolls back in the ring. Match over. I mean, He looked like he was on a stone table. (sighs) You know, I I don't know. He
2: was ready to... He's done some boxing in his life. He was ready to fight Ric Flair earlier in the match, too. Did you see that? He had his fists up, and he's bouncing up and down. Sorry, Chad. Go ahead.
1: Oh, no. I was just... Has anybody been screwed of the NWA title more than Dusty? No. By by double referees? By Dick I mean, Worley. Was, it's the, Dick Worley every time. The, the, you had the the uh, Midnight Rider. We can't have a mass champion, so we had to hand the title back to Bob Geigel. It's like, man, Dusty got hosed. I think that's why they announced him later, because they were going to hose him later. Probably. Uh, all right, moving along. Next match is an Australian's tag team match, the Road
0: Warriors against the Russians. Ivan Koloff and Crusher Khrushchev. Tell us what the fuck the rules are of an Australian rule match. Because I have no clue. I've never been there. I was only eight at the time, so I definitely have not been there if I was watching this live.
1: What? Why the... Why the fuck are you going to have an Australian rules match when you got an American tag team and a Russian tag team? But you're going to have a Russian... For neutrality! Really? We're going to go all the way to the other side of the world. Why why can't we have like a Spanish rules match or an England rules match? Who
0: has the advantage here? Because if you would come straight down... From Russia. All right, here we're gonna get history lesson or geography. If you come straight down from Russia, isn't Russia closest to Australia than the United States?
1: Yes. Uh, yeah. So they yeah, are—they're now
0: granted a little bit of a home field advantage because they may yeah. have traveled there to have a match. What? Yeah. What is this match, John?
2: I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I have nothing.
0: I'm drinking. The Warriors win uh, because they, uh, the Russians get DQ'd with a chain. It, it, it could have been uh, a Chicago street fight. It could have been anything you wanted to call it. But uh, yeah. you weren't allowed using a chain. That's it. And then it is in, in a DQ, which...
2: Yeah, you think in Australian rules, this must mean something important. It must mean you can do anything, like Chicago or Harlem or Uganda or whatever death match, Texas, they're all the same. No, anything goes in Australia but chains, I guess.
1: I was thinking maybe, you know, you had to tag in a kangaroo or I don't know what the hell, something or there would have been a boomerang or Outback Jack, now. outback Jack makes his debut sure or something. The referee. No, they, they just didn't have it. Sunny so Otto was the, the referee of the last one we did. With the... <laughs> I don't have I don't okay. much to say about yeah,
0: this. Jack's yeah. done. What do you want to say about this? That's it. No, you know,
2: earlier when earlier when the Warriors came out, they didn't do the Doomsday devices. We knew it on Buddy Roberts, but they had a version of it that was pretty awesome. It was pretty devastating. I thought we'd seen that in this match. There was like a little taste of that where they got Roberts up and clothes on, it and I thought we're going to see that in this match. I can't think of a moment in this match that stood out to me. And the Road is your favorite tag
0: team, exactly. Go man. back and listen. I to love this match. Go back and listen to a couple episodes. All right, moving along. AWA World Championship. Rick Martell defending against Stan Hansen. And I like this card. I, I did not expect this. I, I didn't expect this to happen. What the hell? Is this when, uh, was Martel on his way to WWF? Not quite yet. He still had some matches,
2: some rematches with Stan Hansen here. Um, his move to the WWF was I mean, not, not terribly long, but, you know, maybe seven, eight months later, um, I'm trying to find out what the hell happened at the end. Did he pass, pass out? Did he give up?
0: I think he he he, lost with his own hole. Yeah, he gave up because Hanson had his head in the corner that, you know, tucked against the turnbuckle, which that in itself should have started a three count, but the ref wasn't looking at that. Um, A five count to break, you mean? Yeah, whatever. Not a three count. Yeah, Yeah, a five count to break, but... Uh, he couldn't break it because the leverage of Stanson Hanson's head in the corner uh, couldn't break the hold.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. This sucks le- for Martel.
1: This this led <laughs> this led to Hanson going back or going to Japan with the title and refusing to do anything with AWA after after this, and that's when they stripped the title from Hanson, and oh, who the hell did they give it? I, did Vern Gagne take it back, or something? I think and that Bockwinkle. Or Bockwinkle took it. Yeah, this was... Uh, yeah, right, Mark, yeah. Uh, this was just... It was I didn't, know that, I didn't know it was that match,
0: that you know Martel lost, and then... So they were both there for,
1: like John said, five, six months, and then they both just... Well, they wanted... The, the story that Stan Hansen tells, I think if you go on YouTube and do like a shoot interview, he talks about it. That they wanted him to do some just really stupid and hokey shit and everything. And he just, he wasn't cooperative. And they just ran out of, ran out of stuff. And he's like, well, screw you. I got the belt. I'm out. And he was over in Japan. And he was actually defending the AWA world title over in Japan. And that was what was the final straw with him in the AWAs. He was defending their title without any kind of, you know, uh, recognition or being okayed by him.
2: And I'm sure that he had worked it out like, hey, I'm not going to drop the belt in Japan I'm sure promoters in Japan were happy to have the belt there because it gave those matches a little more prestige. But the AWA is not getting anything out of this, I would imagine. They're they're not getting a check sent to them for the usage of their title. You know what I mean? It's their belt, and they're the ones being left out of this.
1: Yeah, and it also led led to um, the federations starting to, uh, when a wrestler got a title... Especially the world title That they had to put a deposit Down on it Because of situations of Disappearing and not having a freaking title um, if, if I'm remembering right When um, Bockwinkel, You guys saying Bockwinkel Got the, the title It wasn't even an AWA world title It was like some California title they used Until they could get a new belt made
0: Oh wow All right, let's rank this. Let's rank this. John, you pick it. You go first. You know, the NWA, Mark, you said it best when
2: we talked. The NWA matches kind of saved this. United States Championship, World Tag Team Championship, World Championship match saved this. The, The first two, give it a beer. Dusty and Flair give it half a beer, and that's my total. Two and a half beers out of six
1: i'm gonna give it a three i think it was uh it had its really bad parts but then when you got to the well-known um the top tier guys it was obviously federation heavy to the nwa um and i think that's what brought it up i i like something from both of you i
0: really do uh I agree with your ranking, John, but I also at least will give the women some as well, because I I really like that, so I like Chad's three. So overall, uh, we're going to give this a three beer. Fair enough. All right. Fair enough. All right, when we come back, uh, we'll glance on Raw, touch base on Raw, make our predictions for tonight's horror show, Extreme Rules. Tomorrow night's. No, it's tonight's. Everybody knows we report Sunday, yeah. Chad. Yeah, it's Sunday, Chad. Come on. Oh, shit. K-Fame shot. There Son is. of a bitch. Uh, and the English professor has an announcement. This is going to be great. This is voice I-S-A-A-C, dollar sign, and you are listening to Can Crushers. Of course, I'm doing my Can Crushers, not drinking beer. I mean the exercises. Got to get them triceps full, baby. Keep listening. Welcome back to Can
2: Crushers. It is I, the English professor from the Borough of Kings, speaking the English of the Queen. Mark Martinez is the host, and joined by Chad the
0: Guru. Right now we're going to talk. I was taking a drink. I figured you could at least help well, out. Well, I, I didn't know. Down. You're
1: just, like, going yeah. like this. I don't know if you're having a seizure or what the hell you're doing. Jesus.
0: All right. Uh, our WWE rundown and then our predictions. Chad, what did you pull off of a grudge match? Two shows, more or less. Raw and SmackDown were pretty much grudge match. And as I said during the break, glorified go-home shows for a pay-per-view.
1: AJ and Matt Riddle on SmackDown was a good match. Uh, didn't expect any less, especially from AJ. Riddle, a little bit impressive. Uh, that was kind of ruined by Baron the fucking possum King Corbin coming I down. I actually
0: love that. I'm, I'm like, oh God, it. not
1: him. Anybody but him. Beating on Riddle? I hate Riddle. I, I, that that part, yes. That's always good. Anybody beats on real. But not Corbin. Um, Sasha and Bailey, again, run in it, it's, the it's, organization. It's it's, it's expected. Uh, and the only other thing I got is the little interview with Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Alexa looked magnificent, as usual. And you're... Her
0: picture, uh, as I said, I redid the studio a little bit today, so I kind of set it up like this, so when we're recording, and when we go live here, whenever we decide to do this after quarantine, and we can get everybody equipment, da 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 I have Bliss right behind your chair, so you will always have her. I ha- I actually have it set up perfectly for you, I have Bliss to your left, Kelly Kelly, on the top of your head, and Lillian Garcia to your right. How much more can you hate me? I've set uh, up no. the perfect... Uh, no. yeah. and Damn. my Yeah. My wife, when you came in today, she's like, take the fucking picture of Alexa Bliss home. She hates her. I would take it. I know you would. I would. I, I know you would. Um, more or less, I agree with you. Everything you said, uh, I'm all right with. They showed John's favorite, Lacey Evans, against Naomi. They showed the whole karaoke contest over again. Lacey gets the win, so John's going to be bumped up.
2: Yep. I watched that. I took your advice and I went back and watched the karaoke thing. It's on YouTube already. I, it just, I felt so bad to Mina. It just was so humiliating.
1: It was rough. Anyway, it was rough. Yeah.
0: All right, so that's, a, that's our one SmackDown wrap up, but we have our predictions. We have our predictions. And we'll go, there's seven matches slated as of right now for the card. I'll go reverse order as they have them. The New Day is going to be taking on Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura in a tables match for the SmackDown Championships. Who do you guys got?
1: Shinky and Cesaro. Shinky and Cesaro.
0: Uh, New Day. <laughs> I, well, two out of three. We uh, new day days. Uh, Apollo yeah. Cruz against MVP for the new United States Championship.
1: Uh, Apollo Cruz retains
0: MVP. I have to go MVP too. They built a new championship for a reason. Yeah. They're going to they're gonna get it off yeah. of. They're going to get not, it off of not Cruz. But Brief. So. I, uh, Cruz wins it back soon is my prediction. But MVP takes it to shine it a little bit. Eh. Uh, Mysterio versus Rollins eye versus eye match the match can only be won
1: when a competitor extracts the eye of the opponent. I I'm telling you, this is going to be the cheesiest shit. It's going to be Seth's going to be down there grinding with a tablespoon on Mysterio's eye and all of a sudden you're going to have the, you know, pretty woman scene where something's going to pop out. Referee the referee's going to catch it and it's going to be a glass eye and the match is going to end. So you're saying Ray's winning. No, Seth is going to win. Oh, all
0: right. Seth wins. Who do you got? Okay. I I have Ray Mysterio
2: winning this and I agree. This is, uh, it's like what undertaker said. Where do you go from here?
0: I have Ray winning this guys. I have Ray winning this Seth, is going to take some time off. Uh, in about four months, something's coming. It's his baby.
1: Amazon? He's, he's, uh, gonna, yeah. he's going
0: to get time off to be with Becky. And as, as we know, I'm, I'm that dick. Wait a minute. I'm that dick. Seth has, not recently, because I'm not a big fan of the Messiah character, but Seth has been on, on TV for... Two to three straight years without, you know, prior to his
1: injury, he hasn't had a break. This is Seth's break. This well, flight is really good. Oh my god, I gotta I gotta bring up John did you guys see the, the controversy with uh Lacey Evans this week in regards to Seth Rollins? Yes a, tw- a tweet she sent out. John, did you hear about this? He he's not on social media as much as we are. This is amazing! Oh my yeah, god, it's funny. A, go ahead. it's funny as hell. They talked about Lacey tweeted out talking about uh, if she would have had ten more minutes with Seth, she'd be the one getting time off. It was about the, and it was about the match last year's Extreme Rules match, Becky and Seth against Lacey and Lacey whatever. was flirting with Seth and every everything and Lacey's like, yeah. If you'd have given me 10 more minutes with him, I'd have been the one with his kid and getting time off. Oh, wow. Holy shit. Funny as, funny as hell and what it was intended for, but people are just flipping their, that's disrespectful to Seth and Becky. Oh, my God, shut the hell up. <laughs> Next matchup is
0: one that we cannot wait for. It is uh, Braun Strowman against Bray Wyatt in a swamp fight match. Non-title. Non-title to boot, which means to me there will be a third match. Braun won the first one. This is Bray's match. This is Bray's match. Um, there need there should be a special referee that John and I know. There's uh, <sighs> it's unbelievable how cinematic this match is going to be. And Chad, if anybody's eaten by an alligator, how is it non-title? We know no, we I then get a wait a minute. We then get a tournament for the Universal Championship because if Braun comes back from being eaten by an alligator, I am done. I, I always say I'm done, but this will fucking nail I the have coffin. to.
1: I have to say, remembering that it was a non-title has to change my prediction. I think what's going to happen is obviously Bray's going to win it. You know, it's the second match. But I think what is Bray's going to reach down... And, and under the water, and pick up a gator, and smack Strowman with it.
0: If there's a snake or like a mong a mongoose or anything like that, I'm gonna give this negative. Ra- you know what? I will, I will probably give it negative ratings anyway next week. I'm talking.
1: But, I'm talking about gators as the shoes. I'm not talking about a real gator. No, you mean Crocs. Crocs, vet. gator, same thing. Whatever. So we have Brayland. Yeah, I, I, say, I say
2: Bray Wyatt wins as well for all the reasons you guys mentioned. Mark, you keep saying you're going to check out. I, I checked out a long time ago. I haven't watched any main brand programming in a long time. I hadn't watched any NXT until you told me to turn into the uh, Great American Bash, which I'm glad I did because NXT's got me hooked again. But if this is what I'm missing, I'm, I'm
0: okay. Next matchup: Bailey straps, is going to take on Nikki Cross for the SmackDown Championship. Um, no way Bailey's losing. No way. If it's going to feed into what I think, I will be pissed if she loses. So I pick Bailey.
1: Yeah, I, I pick Bailey too. Yeah, this is this is a given. Right. Unless Vince, unless Nikki Cross goes in. Okay, never mind. Okay, yeah, Bailey's going to win.
0: Next matchup is Asuka against Sasha Banks for the Raw Championship. Same way, I don't see Sasha losing this. Because I think it makes for that match of uh, who holds the better title. I, I think it the hottest thing right now, and you guys, it's because I'm gloating. My two favorites are the hottest thing right now. The hottest thing right now in the WWE is what the hell Sasha and Bailey are doing. You give them both titles... I think it's fun. I it makes for a great blow off match when they have it and then somebody is, you know, uh Sasha three straps or whatever.
1: Yeah, Sasha I I don't see her not winning this. Um unless they do something stupid where Bailey screws or Bailey does something and costs Sasha the match, but they steal Asuka's title and then down the line they have Oscar versus Sasha versus Bailey. And that's when you finally get to break up. Uh, That's yeah. That's about the only way I could see it going that way.
2: Uh, I'll be the odd man out here and I'll go with Oscar. I like your idea of them having all the belts. I think that would be fun. I think they stopped just shy of that for reasons. Chad mentioned maybe some interference backfires, Um, but I like Oscar uh,
0: as champ here. And then we have uh, Dolph Ziggler taking on Scotty McQuery Pants, or as other people know him, Drew McIntyre, um, in a match to be determined that night, because Dolph has the stipulation to pick whatever match he wants it to be. Um, I'm going to put the spoiler out there if you're listening to this prior. I, I guess it's supposed to be a TLC match. Table, sliders, chairs. Um, I hope Dolph wins. I really do. I honestly, I, I'm on board with John. Drew has not done anything for me having this championship. Uh, Dolph can, I don't know, at least prance around and be Dolph. So, Dolph.
2: I, I hope for the same thing, Mark. I don't think that's going to happen though. Uh, I'm going with Drew.
1: Yeah. Good boy. i uh- I'm going to go with uh, Drew also. I think uh, it's going to go the opposite. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, obviously, the seller, um, you know, can make anybody look good. Uh, I just think Drew's just going to absolutely beat the shit out of him. Any interference? No. All right. Maybe after. All right. At somebody coming down to further the the next – run with uh, Scotty McCracken alright uh, alright so that's our WWE wrap up
0: uh, since we did predictions it went 12 minutes comparative to 5 anymore whatever uh, John what do you got you got something you want to surprise us with yeah um, my wife was was doing some cleaning in
2: the basement and she's no, got WLF she's, more WLF stuff more WLF no, no. No, no, no. But, you know, like, um, she had a wanted poster of me from, like, when I was nine years old. Wanted. John Padalano, a million dollars. Do you still want this? I'm like, I think I'm ready to let go of it. But then she came across something that was still sealed and addressed to my brother Anthony. Addressed to Anthony Padalano in Ridgeway. I'm like, what the hell is that? So I opened it up. I don't know why I have this. Can you... See what that is. That is.
0: This is the pro wrestling torch. Wait, what's the headline? Bischoff's top assistant defects to Titan Sports. Wow. Yep. Yep. Damn. It is uh, May twenty third, nineteen ninety
2: eight. It was a. Pro- we used to get the pro wrestling torch. Uh, my brother is the sweetest. He, he he had a subscription, and Mark and I would sit in the pizza shop and read. My brother would read it too. He was a fan, but. He'd read it and then let us read it, um, and I don't know why we never opened this one, and I don't know why I have it. This may be the last one. There was a point, Mark, you and I thought like the torch just kind of ruined things, okay. hokey things ahead of time. You know what I mean? WCW is getting hokey, and I think this may just this might have been like a canceled issue. But, um, yeah, it looks like Janie Engel, longtime WCW VP, assistant to the VP, uh, is going over to the WWF and she's taking all of WCW's inner workings with her. Um, Val Venus had his first televised match. Wow. Uh, yeah. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't dug through it all that much, but. So you're,
0: here. we we John and I have not legitimately been in contact, this is going to sound stupid, but have not been in contact with each other, uh, like physically, or wait, wait, that sounds really bad, whatever. We have not seen each other in person, Chad's right. dying, um, since January. Uh, <laughs> who the hell knows how much longer this is going to be, da 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 but do not, get, I should have just said this, don't get rid of that, I want to see it.
2: No, I'll hang on to it. Absolutely, I'll hang on to it. It's got all the results from outshows, shotgun, Raws. Sorry, go ahead. Words are rough for me, Chad, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and and Hall turned on Nash. That was the big story. Neither one wanted to do it. Bischoff was desperate needed a big story. Um, They were both under contract and couldn't go anywhere, so he forced Hall to kind of do the heel turn, which, if you guys remember, nobody bought that. Um and Nash is what's staying in the NWO. That was, a, really, that was really a split. The,
0: the black uh, NWO and the red yeah. W yeah. Wolfpack. Yeah. 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 And yeah. That, and that's when that's when anybody could be part of the NWO. Anybody. Yeah. Yep. Rap Against Country, yep. uh yeah. Uh. That's a great issue to have. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's it. That's kind of my end. We're, we're long. Do you have? Oh yeah, you have one
1: thing for John. Yeah, yeah. I got I got one thing for John, and I couldn't resist this. This is some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. His his big crush, his forty two time WWE WWE Women's Universal oh. Californian Champion uh, Charlotte Flair. Here we're thinking she's taking time off an injury. Understand that. And I feel bad for anybody, an injury. Um, You know, you don't want to see that. But then she releases this week that it's for cosmetic surgery is her time off. That's like, wow, that's kind of superficial. Then it gets even better when she releases that she's getting a breast reduction because her boobs are making her back ache too much. Some, I laughed so damn hard I thought I pissed myself when I read that You remember,
0: uh, what was it Maybe a year or two ago Maybe possibly three Where she had a brief time off She lost the title, she was disappeared for a little bit And then she came back and instantly won the title back It is, her Her breasts blew up So she had to get New breasts (laughs) This isn't what it is what (laughs) its She had to get new breasts because it was causing health issues. Now, now it's she's going the other way. She's gonna. She doesn't want to have that risk again. So, she's gonna have that. Yeah, uh, kind of a reduction, but so an insignificant reduction. Something healthier is gonna be put in there. Besides, uh, uh, beef Wellington, or I don't know what they put in there. What
2: the hell are you talking about? So. <laughs>
0: Are <laughs> her breasts now natural, or are they implants? I don't think they can ever be natural again after they've been implants. They've been Im- you know what I'm saying? Like, what she, She's had implants, then. She oh, yeah. Hello! Like Welcome to 2023!
2: Okay, then I don't feel as bad. I, I didn't know if they were real or implants. If they were real and she needs a reduction, I could sympathize and say, like, "Ah, eh, that kind of sucks. But if she's had them blown up and now she wants them reduced again, then she should have made a better decision the first just, time around.
1: Just hooked up a um, pump to the main part. My and God. God. Oh, sorry. This
2: is uh, <laughs> this is very quickly for both of you. I just flipped to a page in here. ECW from Elmhurst, New York. Mark, you and I know where that is. Elmhurst, New York. We do. Right first next to Elmira. Right. They're close by. Same state. First match is uh, Jerry Lynn against uh, Chad's boy, just incredible with the, uh,
0: the diaper on his head or whatever. Jockstrap. 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 Yeah. All right. We've gone out. We've gone way past and gotten a lot shittier. Uh, all right, guys, next week is ask can crushers part Trey trace three, however you really? want to say it. Uh, we got a ton in already. Send some more in. We, we will send them in. I will pick 20 of the best, um, fan, wrestler, hater—however you want to do it—send the questions in. We love, I love these shows more than anything. I really do. The hey, only one you the, guys don't know, Dick, and I at least get the question. The only,
1: the only one that we're not taking a question from is Jock Samson. You fat bastard! I still want my bull rope match.
0: All right, Jock Samson's will be thrown out. Uh, Otherwise, we'll answer everybody else's and uh, we'll go from there. Next week, we'll go over IWC results and Imagine results since we weren't there. Uh, We always like to at least uh, continue their storylines as well. But you can find us everywhere uh, where podcasts are found, uh, Spotify, Buzzsprout, iTunes, Google Play, BoxCast, da-da-da-da-da, all of them. Uh, you can send us those emails at cancrusher69 at gmail.com. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at cancrusher69. Go buy some shit from Caller and & Elbow and use Can Crushers as your promo code and save some money. What else do I need to talk on? Our website has been insignificant for about five months yeah. since we're not going anywhere. And we forgot to mention this. Chad and I will not be going to Winston-Salem this year because WrestleCade has been canceled and um, I'm pissed, but I'm also, coming. thank you for making the right decision in my book.
1: Yep. Sucks, but you know, it's a, it's the right decision. You can't have the people that they're going to have in the program that they're going to have with this stuff going on. So, all right, boys, get us out of this shithole.
2: Remember Chad, just because you're trash, it doesn't mean you can't do great things.
1: It's called a garbage can, not a garbage cannot. He did his homework. Nice.